This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 37. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. My name is John Middick, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. How are you, Lisa? I'm good. How are you? I am never better. So this is a show about the art of colored pencil where we discuss tips, techniques, shortcuts, and all the nitty-gritty of this medium that we love so much. I was going to change this up, Lisa, and I was going to start saying, with a sharp focus on the artist. You like that? A little alliteration going on there? Sharpened artist? Sharp focus on the Sure, artist. why not? <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Lisa? Today we are answering a question that one of you guys sent us about getting a YouTube channel going, what it can and can't do for you, and how to actually get it going. Yeah, this this is a really nice email, too. Um, I, th- I thought I'd just go ahead and kind of read some of the things she's concerned about here. Hello, John and Lisa. I just wanted to say thank you for producing this podcast. I've been a listener since the very first show, and I enjoy it very much. I listen often more than once on my long commute to college. You know, Lisa, that scares me. I'm so sad for her that she has to listen to this more than <laughs> one time. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Now we need to try to be even more interesting. Oh, that, that, that's going to be tough. <laughs> Though I'm not going to school for art, I enjoy doing it as a hobby, and I've recently picked up colored pencils to the mix of things from graphite, to mix up things from graphite and oil painting. I also run a small Etsy store, which I certainly don't make a killing on, but one I do as a little side project. My question is related to YouTube and how it can be used to help build up an artist's following. I enjoy watching artists that share their processes on YouTube, which is how I became familiar with Lisa's work. I have been thinking that I should make my own YouTube channel to help attract people to my artwork. Do you two have any tips or advice on how I should go about doing this? Even should I go about doing this? I think she's wondering, should she even uh, venture into this, Lisa? Perhaps even a few pros and cons. Did Lisa notice a large influx of consumers after building up a YouTube following? Do speed drawings and paintings or tutorials make for uh, an effective use of time? How do you rig up a camera to film yourself completing your artwork? Okay, so starting off, I'll give you a couple of pros and cons, and we've kind of talked about this before, but the biggest pro, yes, it absolutely is one of the best ways for an artist to take advantage of the internet. I think you're going to get... You can build such a great following using the YouTube community, using those videos. You're coming up more on search engines because, you know, YouTube's owned by Google. So those videos are coming up great. It gives your your fans something interesting to watch. They get to know you better, especially if you're filming yourself talk and get, letting them just see a bit of your personal side. Great. I mean, it's, it's absolutely great for that. The only real con is that you are going to get some really negative, unhappy comments from people because it's YouTube and trolls like to... Well, they like to be trolls. So you have to expect that you are going to get some negative comments. No matter how amazing your videos are, every single person on YouTube gets some absolutely ridiculous and inappropriate comments. That's, I think, really the main negative there. But as far as to use to build a following, absolutely. I think, like I said, it's one of the best things that you can do. Use to get more sales. Yes, but not as many as you might think. I did, I mean, I see just as my my following grows, I do get more sales. I'm not good at pushing the sales on that because I'm more focused on making videos. But you can use it as a great tool to get more of your artwork sold. But it wasn't, I seem to have in in the beginning when I started this off, I'll just give you a little bit of a background here. When I started this off, I had no vision as to where I was going with these videos. I, my friend was like, hey, you should record yourself painting. And I said, okay. I taped, like seriously, duct taped, or maybe it was masking tape, I don't remember, but taped my little flip camera that was like zero megapixels. I don't know, it was terrible. You guys can still go and look up that first video. But I 
taped it to my shelving system behind me. So you're actually watching my back through half of this. I didn't know what I was doing, but I just was like, sure, I'll make videos. And originally I thought I'm going to make these so that I have something interesting to embed onto my website, which hopefully will bring more people, more traffic to the website itself. That was so not what ended up happening. Um, It's not something where you make it and people instantly find you on YouTube. You have to slowly build a following there like you do any other social media platform. It's not one of those you build it and they're instantly going to see it and come and love it no matter how great your video is if they don't know about it. It takes time to build and get to that point. So it's slow going. That's definitely a negative of YouTube but or any social media. You have to work hard and it can be very, very slow going. And. SEO still matters. Absolutely. Even, even, I mean, you can't just build it and they will come kind of thing. What? Just you know what? You may want to happen. let people know what SEO is because I bet a lot of people oh, aren't sorry. familiar with I, that. I don't know why I say that and act like everyone knows. I mean, search engine optimization. So you're putting in keywords. You're optimizing every page on your website. You're trying to uh, attract Google juice, as we like to call it. <laughs> yeah. You want to make sure that you're searchable, that people can find you, that you've linked uh, your site to other relative uh, sites uh, correctly and within uh, fair use uh, r- ways. Uh, you don't want to do anything underhanded, but I, but I'm just saying we pay attention to that sort of thing. And I, you know, I'm not going to speak a whole lot about some of the mechanics of this. I'm going to talk about the struggle a little bit of setting up, but uh, I'm I'm more in you know the listener seat here, uh, talk uh, you know listening to Lisa talk about. Uh, what this journey has been like since she's been so successful with her YouTube channel. Um, so keep going, Lisa. I, so I just wanted to throw that I in. started, just to give you an idea. Now, I started very slow. I was not uploading. I wasn't doing anything right. And I'll talk about what those right things are. But when I started, I had, it took me over two years to get to my first 1,000 subscribers. That's really slow. But I wasn't uploading on a regular basis. There would be one month or one day I might upload five videos and then I wouldn't upload anything for six months. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous the way that I was doing it. I wasn't taking it that seriously. So looking back, if I were to start from scratch doing everything the right way, I'm using quotations that you guys can't see, air quotations, but if I did things the right way, you can do this faster than I did, but just don't think that it's going to be an overnight thing. So my tips just to get you started. First, come up with kind of a message statement or know why you're doing this. What is the goal of your channel? Is your channel focusing on teaching people watercolor? Is your channel focused on showing people watercolor versus teaching them? Are you, I mean, you have artists like Heather Rooney. Heather Rooney doesn't teach at all, but she's really popular because her stuff is so super realistic and she does very popular um, people who are in the news right now. So she's really doing good on the search engine optimization there. But she's... She's not teaching. She knows I'm just showing people my process. That's what her videos are. Know what your videos are going to be. That doesn't mean that you can't change later on down the road. For me, when I started, I wasn't teaching. I mean, I was teaching my own classes, but I wasn't teaching on YouTube. The teaching definitely brought me more viewers than just showing people my own work. Um, So that's definitely something to know. Know what your goal is on the channel. You don't want to make a channel and be like, here's a video showing you how to make spaghetti. Here's a video showing you how I painted this landscape. Here's a video of my dog bouncing up and down on the trampoline. I mean, none of those things are really going together. Make sure... It makes you look psychotic when you do things like that. You want, when people go to your channel, you want it to be clear. What are they getting from your channel? If you want a channel for making spaghetti or cooking, do it on a separate channel. Make sure whatever you're doing, you're very focused on what that channel is for. Know the reason that you're doing it. That's so huge. And your target audience. Who are your target audience? Is it somebody who is liking to use lots of mediums? Is it somebody who is trying to be a professional artist? Is it somebody who's just wanting to look at it as a hobby? I mean, know what these are and focus your channel around that target person. Like visualize, who am I making these videos for? That doesn't mean that you're not going to have spillover where, I mean, just because I do go a lot into the business side, that doesn't mean somebody who's a hobbyist isn't going to learn from my videos. But my target, my actual, like, who I'm speaking to are artists who are trying to make a living with their art. Know who that is before you start. Once you figure that out, we've got to move on to your avatar and your banner. Before you even bother with videos, get your avatar going. A lot of people will recommend that your avatar be your face, that it should be your face, not a logo. I personally don't know that I agree with this. I go with a logo. I like my logo. It's bright. It's 
you know, the orange and the teal, and it's really obvious, and that's what I've used all along, because to me, when I see the faces, when I look down reading comments, the faces get lost where the logo will stand out to me more. People will argue back and forth on that, so what I did is put my face on my banner instead. So you can still see who I am. I mean, you're going to see who I am within the video anyway, because my face is on all of them. But you can, you want to come up with a banner and an avatar. The banner especially needs to be very clear. What is your channel about? Is it about art? Then it needs to say that it's art and colored pencil or art and watercolor, whatever it is that you're doing. It needs to clearly state what people are going to get when they sign up for that. Lisa, I just wanted to say about the uh, target audience and being consistent with your with your channel. I just started my channel here in, in the month of January. I want to I want to look back for a second in history for a moment. When we started the podcast, I looked around at a lot of different co-hosts, but what I did was I didn't look for someone who was all over the place and did a cooking channel and did, you know, a hundred other things and did a travel channel and and paddleboarding for uh, pregnant women and things like that. I looked for someone who at least was interested in art and liked colored pencil because my particular brand and everything I was going to be doing with the podcast was going to be centered around colored pencil. And that's the reason why I sought Lisa out for that very reason. I mean, she was successful, she was serious, and she was interesting. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and she was dedicated. I mean, I, I could say a lot of things about you. But I mean, you, it was, you know, I mean, I'm, that just to your point there, I mean, you're the more niche down you get, the more focused you get, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, you're building a brand. This is the thing that I think a lot of people miss out on. They think I'm an artist. I'm, an, you know, I'm just going to create art and that's it. I can be successful with that. With art, if you're doing this as a business, you're wanting to get a following, you're really wanting to sell art, you're a brand. You're an entrepreneur. You need to view it as such if you want to be successful with it. This idea, it's kind of like this fairy tale idea that I'm an artist. I'm going to live, you know, work in my warehouse all the time and people will just buy my stuff. No, you've got to get out there and, and push it and do doing that, you've got to follow the same theories or the same thinking that entrepreneurs do in general. And so understanding your target audience is a big deal. So once you get your avatar and your banner going, now you can look at my channel for all of this. I will have the link in the um, the show notes if you need to see that. But look at the way that I've got my banner there. And when you set up your banner, go do a Google search for YouTube banner template because the banner, you're going to build this banner and it's going to show up, different portions of it are going to show up depending on how people are watching it, whether it be on a TV, a mobile device, or the computer. And you need to make sure it looks good on all of those. So get that template and then just kind of build, use Photoshop and layer your template on that. If you don't have Photoshop, you can use Pixlr, you can use PicMonkey. There are a lot of free options Gimp, available for you. Canva. Yeah, yeah there's Pixlr. tons of stuff. The next thing that you're going to do, besides making your actual videos, because you need some content on that channel, make sure you create a channel ad. And this is essentially a welcome, this is what my channel is. I make videos every Wednesday. This is my schedule. I, my videos are for oil painting, acrylic painting. You know, I go through and tell people what it is very quickly, 30 seconds, and that's the first thing that plays when they go to my channel. And you have the option to do that. This is called your under the featured content section of your channel uh, settings. So make sure that you're getting that going. Once you get all of that set up, you've got your avatar, your banner, your ads, and your videos themselves. Pay attention to what the content of that video is and get its YouTube. YouTube is land of get to the point and get there quickly. If you take 20 minutes to explain something that someone else can explain in two minutes, people are going to mostly go to the person who can explain it in two minutes. They don't need words for the sake of words. Make sure, edit that, and we'll go back into editing later on, but you wanna make sure that your content is very clear to the point. What I like to do is write out a script, and my scripts are actually blog posts that I, so I can kind of multitask there. I write out my blog of what my video is going to be about, and then when I record the video, I'm just looking at my blog post for my notes to make sure that everything is very to the point that I'm, I'm expressing what it is that I want to say in that video. If you just put on the, the camera and start rambling, editing is going to be an absolute nightmare for you. So have 
an idea of what you want to say before you even turn that camera on. So those are my tips there. Next, again, schedule. This is huge. You guys hear me talk about this on my videos, and I think we've talked about it in podcasts. Scheduling is a big deal, and on YouTube, consistent schedule. Ideally, you want to post at least once a week. Twice a week is great, but at least one video once a week. Now, for artists, most of us are not going to get a painting done you know, twice a week. So it's easier for me. What I've done is I have one video or one painting drawing once a week and the tutorials do better for me than just the videos with the music. So just something to keep in mind. People like to hear you explain what you're doing. And if they don't like to explain it or hear you explain it, they can mute it. What I've done for my other videos, because I can't complete more than one piece of art a week, is I do artist vlogs. I share products that I like. Those are very popular. Just talk about your journey with art. Let people get to know you. YouTube is such a great platform to show your personal side. That's a big deal with art because people are buying for the artist as much as they are the artwork that the artist is creating. They want to get to know you and YouTube, one of the best ways to do it because they get to see you talk. They get to see all of that. So that's a really, really big deal there. You don't want to just post your video and never respond to people. I did that for years and you don't want to do it that way. It is a community. Talk to people. If they ask a question, pay attention to those those questions and answer them. Talk to people. That's a really big way, good way to build your following and to get people paying attention to your new work. Now, when you're sharing, you've got your video and you're so excited about it, don't overshare. You want to share. Share on your social media platforms. You can share multiple times a day that video on Twitter just because of the nature of Twitter. You can share, usually you don't need to share more than once um, on Facebook. On Instagram, share it once and you're probably good. But share on those. Don't go crazy spamming it within groups. Have a few select groups on Facebook that you're telling about your video. But if you just go into these groups and say, watch my video and then leave, you're not a part of that community, you don't talk to them, that is not going to grow your channel. They're going to ignore you if they don't just boot you all the or way from the group. Or boot you out. Yeah. yeah. So watch that you're not over spamming it. Share it all you want on your own groups or your own pages. But be careful how often you're sharing in within groups. Like my group, the, the Lockery Group for Artists, We I do have everybody share their videos. But these people are also talking to people about the video. This is what I this is what the video was about. This is what I learned. This is, you know, they're they're really yeah. having a discussion about it. And that's why it works well where, versus a lot of groups where people just come and post their video and bail. They're not, go, you're not going to build a following that way. So be careful how you're sharing it because you will get yourself booted out of a lot of groups if you're just posting yeah. and leaving. The next tip I have for you is on collaborations. Collaborations means you and somebody else are doing a video and referring each other back to the other person's channel. This works best if it's somebody else who has about the same number of subscribers as you do. If you've got 15 subscribers, don't go asking somebody with 100,000 subscribers to collaborate with you. You want to get people within your kind of your same number range. This is such a good way to grow your channel. Huge, huge. Um, you were talking about how that, uh, not sure what the term was that you used, but you're batching some of these things together. Like, for instance, talking about doing a blog post and then taking that same content, turning that into a video on YouTube. Now, I just want to say a quick word about that. Th this is a genius way of using workflow to create this batching process to be able to get more done. Now, if you're somebody who like me and like like Lisa, um, you're just extremely crazy busy like we all are, and you don't have all the time in the world just to sit down, oh, I'll do a video today or I'll do a podcast today, and then I'm going to edit that, and then I'm going to uh, create uh, the uh, uh, blog post for it or show notes or whatever it is. If you are able to take topics and group all these things together, what's called batching, then you're going to be ahead of the game because you can do these things at the same time and you're going to maximize the time uh, spent on one task. You do one task, and I'm not sure how, how much crossover, Lisa, there is with videos, but it, but with, with podcasting, with creating blog posts, and with some of the other things that I've got going on that I've not released yet, but if I'm doing one topic and I'm doing a batching process where I'm distributing that across the board to all these other distribution channels, then I'm ahead of the game. If I sat there and I tried to silo off every little thing and just one off and do it, 
It's not a good, efficient use of your time. Yeah, just to give you an idea, the way that I do it, I write my blog posts every Tuesday. I write down what the the next week's videos I have to do. I do five videos a week. No, wait. I do six videos a week counting Patreon. I write the script for all of those out. And on those blog posts, all of that is done on Tuesday along with my email list. All that's kind of done together. Yeah, if you're not organized like that, yeah. I mean, you'll just get buried yeah. or overwhelmed. You'll overwhelm yourself and you, you'll you get paralyzed. Well, you won't be able nice to do anything. Well, the nice thing here is I'm able to get so many videos done because of it. Then on Fridays, I record all those videos in one sitting. I don't mm-hmm. record a new video every day. I would never get stuff done. I just change my right. shirt so people think it's a different day. But right. um, I by recording them all in one group, I've got my camera set up once, and I can do this whole group of videos all together in one shot. My, I don't have to just reset up lighting every day. I don't have to reset set up, you know, do my hair and makeup again every day, all at once. I've got all of those videos recorded. Once that's done, then Fridays, no, sorry, that was Friday. Saturdays, it only takes me about an hour to record all of those videos. Saturday is editing day for four of those. Of the six that I've recorded, four of those get edited on Saturday mornings. That's like my first half of the day Saturday. I do it all at once. I'm already sitting on the computer in front editing. It's easier just to do them all at once instead of trying to do one a day. Just, I know this is what I'm doing during that day. And I'm able to get so much more work done because of that. And I do the same thing every week, but it makes it possible for me to put out that many videos. If I tried to do a new video every day, not grouping these together, that would be in it. There's, there'd be no way. There, you wouldn't be able to do it, I'm sure. See, there's a lot of crossover with podcasting too. I mean, Lisa and I do these podcasts. Sometimes we've grouped how many, Lisa? Four, I think, at a time. Yeah. Was that the most, maybe? And just recorded those, you know, just back-to-back like that. And then my editing, you know, is the same same kind of thing. You just do it all back-to-back, and you batch all that together. It, it just makes it more manageable. Yeah, and when you do that, don't release them all at the same time. That's what I was doing right. early on. I'd have five videos go live the same day. Like, what was I thinking? What good is that doing? So instead, I ha- I'll do things in advance like that, but I'm still only releasing certain ones on certain days. Like, it's all scheduled out. So that's, it definitely makes things easier. Now, when you get started, one of the things that you're going to have happen is you're going to start getting networks, YouTube networks contacting you, telling you, you're now eligible to join such and such network. Don't do it. I cannot stress this enough. Do not sign up with one of these YouTube networks. Because when I did, I am signed up with a YouTube network. It's funny that I'm telling people not to because I'm actually fairly happy with mine, kind of. Um, I'm with Collective Digital Studios, and they're a smaller network. There's less than a 1,000 of us. There might be more now. But they don't have, you know, 45,000, 100,000 like a lot of these bigger networks do. What a network does, essentially is they take 30% of your income on YouTube, which doesn't sound like a lot when you're only making 20 bucks a month or less than that. You're, you know, you don't make a whole lot off the ads to begin with. It's not so bad, but you're signed into a contract that's locking you in for a year to two years. And you cannot break that contract until it is up. There's nothing you can do to get out of your contract. If they don't want to let you out, that's it. They've got your channel. So, can we talk about ads for a second? Yeah. Um, so the thing I wanted to ask about, this, so you're talking about pre-roll ads, right? And then mid-roll as well, where there's a mid-roll pop-up? Yeah, the, you, it's with yeah. AdSense. It's Google AdSense. They have the ads that pop up, and you get a percentage yeah. or a certain portion, depending on if the person clicks on it, how much the... the yeah. yeah. There's so now, many factors in all of that. So, okay, so, right, right. And and anybody can sign up for an AdSense account, and you get approved. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 you go through an approval process. Okay, so the thing about that is, do you... Let me, let me ask you about this, though. Uh, I'm thinking of it as a consumer and somebody who's consuming videos on YouTube. Do you do you, do you like that? See, there's two different um, philosophies or schools of thought on that, I guess. Where you're you're pushing someone you're pushing someone away from your particular video from your from your product right there. Not and you're often sending enough for it to them. matter. Honestly, it is. Yeah, so I, I know, but I'm rare. just saying that that. Yeah, but the other thing is you're also inconveniencing them with a slight annoyance, especially if it's a pre-roll ad that um, you cannot opt out of. You can't click and say, I "I want the next one. If you're new and you don't have the following, then maybe don't put the ads right away. Wait till you get a thousand subscribers or something. You know, you're not going to make enough money that it's worth annoying people. But realistically, this is is actually something that a lot of people talk about. Yeah. Is it worth it? You know? Yeah. I think that that it is. It can be because people expect that on YouTube now. I mean, everyone knows you're watching YouTube. There's 
going to be ads. People aren't usually leaving a video because there's an ad because they know there's going to be ads there. I mean, it's it's expected now. Almost every video you watch is going to have ads. Unless you get YouTube Red now. Yeah, yeah, you, you can, can pay to you to can get pay to, that, to nice. not see them. Yeah, but yeah, okay, I but, try to not put those like my Patreon videos. When I remember, I take off the ads. There shouldn't be a pre-roll or a cut in that because people are already paying to access those. A pre-roll ad though that doesn't have an opt-out, like you can skip this commercial. It annoys me to death. I oh, cannot yeah, stand it. Absolutely are oh. annoying. But and a lot of times I'll just back money. out of it. I know, I know, I know they do. You're right about that. I'm sure. So, and I mean, we've got to have a way to make a, a living doing this. This is, it's funny because yeah, people will well, get so mad about YouTubers making money. And it's like, what, you want us to do it for free? We can't produce no, this content. Right, I right. can't upgrade my equipment. I can't do this for free. So, well, okay. I just wanted to bring up one thing here and speaking as a complete novice about this. But mm-hmm. there, I mean, there's two schools of thought, right? I mean, you can do ads. And I mean, the same way the blog or anything else on your on your site, or you can opt it to not do ads and create your own digital products and sell those. Yes, that's absolutely. I mean, there's two two yeah. different ways of doing it. So. That is ab- ideally do it all. This is the thing with YouTube. Your, People have yeah. this idea that their income from YouTube from AdSense is going to be the main way they're going to make their living. That is super rare. That, those days are gone. Now. That is yeah. What that is, I mean, the money I make from YouTube, it's kind of the cherry on the top. My income comes from my prints that are being sold, my paintings that sell. Patreon is my biggest one now with with YouTube. But I mean, it comes from all of these other, you know, you don't want all your eggs in one basket because the thing with mm. YouTube with AdSense, if you somehow lose AdSense for any reason, YouTube can decide, you know what, you violated our term of service or our contract. Um, you don't get to have ads anymore. And you have no, I mean, it can be anything. Some of the things I've read that people lost yeah. their AdSense over, you're like, wow. Some people did a giveaway, but they did the giveaway wrong on YouTube. They lost AdSense because of it. I mean, these are things you could lose it for anything. So you, I would not want to depend on that being my sole source of income because you don't know. What if you do something and you didn't realize you were doing something wrong? Yeah, you should research all of this, but it's happened to yeah. a lot of big the, YouTubers. Yeah, and the numbers, though, that you have to be pulling down to in order for that to really make you a living on YouTube, it's just astronomical now. Yeah. I mean, I, I just – I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's a question that every artist – if you're wanting to go this route, needs to think about, do you really want to annoy uh, your audience just so you can make a couple of bucks here and there? Yes, I, mean, I think you should, though. I still will okay. stand by. I well, absolutely think you should. And if you're cu- curious about how much people are making on YouTube, one of their terms of service, I can't tell you guys how much I make. It's not as much as you might think. But what I can tell you, if you go to a website called Social Blade, you can type in a user's name, and it will come up with the estimated earnings for how many views they had that month. You can get an idea. And usually from what I've seen, the estimated earnings, if you go pretty like near middle of what they're, they're estimating, because they'll say it's somewhere between $4 and $1,000. It's usually somewhere in the middle. <laughs> um, but you can get an idea of how much people are making. And the reason I'm saying to look at that is to get an idea for yourself. You're probably not going to make as much just with AdSense as you're thinking. But it is absolutely still worth doing because everyone else, all the videos on YouTube have it. You're not really losing viewers because of it. I mean, you it's, it's to me, it's absolutely worth doing, but I don't know that it's worth bothering with until you're getting a few more views. So the networks, what the networks will do, if you've got a good one, mine was pretty good in that it gave me what they call the, the creator playbook and it spelled out what I needed to do in order to get my channel growing because I didn't know what I was doing when I started. That first couple of years, I had no clue. Scheduling, all of the stuff, I had no clue. The thing is now, there are enough resources out there that will teach you how to do this. I strongly recommend subscribe to Tim Schmoyer's video channel. It's called Video Creators and he has a book out there called 30 Days to a Better YouTube Channel pick that up. It's $30. If you're serious about building a channel, this book is an absolute must have. It'll teach you everything you need to know more so than what these networks are going to teach you. And it's $30 versus 30% of your income indefinitely. So definitely that is something that I would take a look at, but don't get all excited when these networks tell you we're going to do collaborations. We're going to grow your channel. None of them do those things. None of them. They make those promises and you read what people are experiencing. None of them do. So the reason I'm stressing this is so many people have gotten suckered into this and basically screwed over because of what Mm. these networks Mm -hmm. promised and what they actually delivered. Some are better than others. I'm fairly happy with mine for the most part. There have been some things I'm not so happy with, but my manager that I have right now is really, really good and been very helpful, but that's not always the case in these networks. So I, again, do not sign up for those. You don't need them now because of 
like Tim Schmoyer's videos with video creators. He teaches you everything you need to know right there. So the next would be camera setup. This is so going to depend on the room that you're in, but the, a few tips that I have, I am using a boom mic, a very heavy boom mic. I got it for about $100 on Amazon. This is what my camera is attached to, and it allows me to get my camera in front of my artwork. I'm not at such an angle. When I was working with the tripod, my camera was at such an, a huge angle, it skewed the drawing quite a bit. And you're always going to have some of that, but the boom mic allows me to get the camera in front of me without really being in my way. That I absolutely love working on. The lights. You can get these light boxes from Amazon that photographers use. This is great for your actual artwork. They can get a little hot though. For your artwork or for when you're recording the intros, I just got those and those are, it was under $100 for two of them. Really really not that expensive if you're going to be serious. But you don't have to have the most expensive stuff to start with. I used the same lights, my alt lights that I use for actual painting and drawing. Those are what I used for my videos for the intros. For, for years, and those work just fine too. You just wanna set up multiple lights. Don't just put one light straight in front of you or off to the side. You wanna have at least three light sources, one closest to you on one side, one a little bit farther away on the other side, and one behind you that's a little bit more dim. Definitely try to get more light sources, but realistically, that's not gonna be nearly as important as your microphone. Making sure that people can clearly hear you is huge. The microphone that I'm using is, was about $30. It hooks up to my camera and that one's been pretty good. I used just the mic that was in the video camera for years and I didn't realize how bad it sounded until I got a better one and was like, wow, that is a huge difference. But that or, I know you're using one that you're really liking now, John. What, what, the English. It's a lavalier mic. I think what I did, Lisa, is I went on Amazon and I just typed in the camera that I'm using, uh, which is a Canon 70D. It had some recommendations on mics, and I chose a lavalier mic that, you know, just clamps onto uh, my shirt, and so I can hide that underneath, you know, outside of the frame. Yeah, and it picks up really, really well, and it has an incredible has an incredibly long. Uh, cord on it. Now you can buy the ones that are cord free, you know, that, that use, what are they using? Probably an IR or something. I, I don't know. They're, they're connecting to your camera though, uh, through a signal. And, uh, you know, that'd be even easier. I just didn't want to, I, I like wires. I really do. <laughs> I, anytime I can have, wi- I like wires and headsets and everything. Uh, anytime I can skip Bluetooth or skip any kind of um, wireless stuff, I do. Uh, just because it's a, a better connection usually. Yeah. But anyway, about the the uh, setup with your tripod and or uh, like a boom mic arm, I, I didn't know that's what you were using, Lisa. But that's I just solved this problem recently and was thinking about all of this and trying to figure it out as is Peyton here when she's writing this. And that that was one of the things, Peyton, that I did. And and to you, uh, if you're trying to figure this out right now, is is I went to a high-end camera store, went to Dodd Camera, a physical location, and I just talked to him about what I was what I was doing, what I was attempting to do. I'm I'm setting up a YouTube channel. I want to record myself doing artwork. You know, I've got two cameras now that I can record with, so I can have a B-roll uh, that I cut over to uh, from time to time. Just go out there and and talk to the experts, um, especially you know camera equipment, and figure out exactly what you want to do. Now, there's a lot of DIY videos on. Oh, you can get a uh, you know you can put all these pipes together and glue them together, and then uh, uh, you can attach your camera up here. I'm I'm going to tell so you, it's not worth it. Right, and and the thing is. If you're trying to save a buck to do that, uh, it's going to show. I mean, and I don't want that to sound negative and like you can't start small because you absolutely can. And you can even start with your cell phone if that's all you've got right now. And that's fine. Uh, Just start somewhere, but try to do as good a job with whatever equipment you do have. And it is, in my opinion, Lisa, see if you agree with this, it is so worth getting a good camera setup, getting getting at least the angle correct, I think. Well, here's uh, and what, it's not that much. One money. of the things that happens, my sister makes fun of me for this one, is I will spend three hundred dollars to save buying a thirty dollar product when the thirty dollar product was well made, and I'll kind of half do 
Mickey Mouse everything <laughs> together with my three hundred dollars so that I could save the thirty. Why? Why didn't I just spend yeah. the thirty dollars and get the pro- the right product? Oh, okay, gotcha. Ready yeah. made. I mean, like a tripod, you can get them forty dollars at Best Buy or probably way cheaper on Amazon. My boom mic. Now this one I did go heavy, and this is why I spent a hundred dollars on this one. Um, that was my big splurge on that boom mic, but it weighs a ton. The base yeah, on that is so solid because right. I knew that my camera was heavier and I needed to make sure that that was going to be stable. So I did spend a little bit more on that. But I mean, even if you're just using a tripod, that is really going to make a big difference. Now, one thing I do yeah. want to bring up too, a lot of vloggers, if you're looking up on YouTube, they're talking about what cameras to use. A lot of them just use a DSLR. Now, this will be great for your intros. The problem is the DSLR cameras, they normally don't record more than 10 or 20 minutes and they shut themselves off. So if you're using this to record speed drawings, this can be a problem. The body of the camera heats up more than it's supposed to because they're not really intended for long record, you know, recording eight hours of drawing. I've just known a lot of people that had the problem with that. And I do know with my DSLR, I have a Nikon D3100, and that one heats up like crazy if I try to record video on it. It's not, it's just, that one is not meant for that. Mine's been doing pretty well with that, and but I but I use that and I use a um, a Sony uh, camcorder yeah. as well. I was just way happier with the, the camcorder, I mean, was... Right. I had a little two hundred dollars well, Sony that, one that worked. So, yeah. oh, it worked good. That's the one that I used for so many years. And you don't have to go and get the most expensive camera. I mean, the the one that I'm working right on right now was I'm gonna say it was like eight hundred and fifty dollars. That one is a Canon something. Actually, it's right here. What is that one? Hold on. I'll pull that one. That one is a Canon Vic. Vixia HF-G20. That one's really nice. I love that one. But honestly, I mean, for years, I worked, what, three, four years making videos on my little under $200 Sony camera that I was perfectly happy with, well, until I saw how much better this one looked. But I mean, you don't have to have the best to start with. You can, any setup that you want, like I said earlier, I started by taking a little flip camera that was like megapixel. It wasn't even like multiple megapixels. It was megapixel um, that I taped to a shelf. Like, and it worked. That's how I got started. So any, while we're giving you tips on good tools or the best tools to use, Use what you have to get started. Don't wait yeah. until you can save up and get the best. Just start. When you start off, you're not going to have that many people watching you anyway. I mean, let's be realistic. So yeah. if you're going to do things, you're still learning. Get used to talking on camera. Don't put it off until you can afford the best. But I have to say that, that um, getting that that stand and that boom arm and the oh, – what is this called? It is the swivel head. Uh, so I can put the camera in any position that I yeah, want. That's how I mean, that was an investment. All of those uh, those things right there, uh, quite an investment. But it it just it just cut out a lot of headache, um, mm-hmm. and it just made things so much simpler. I was using a regular tripod for years until wow, this last spring I think I I got the boom mic, and it it, it gosh did it make things easier for me? Yeah. Definitely. All right. Do we want to talk about software for a moment? So you're going to need software to do this. The software that I'm using is PowerDirector 12. I think they're on to like 14 now. You can get it on Amazon for about $50, $60. It's not terribly expensive. It works really well. Jason Morgan and I had tried out several different types of software and we were sharing our experiences with each other. And this one is the one that we've both liked the best. It does, he's tried some of the more expensive ones that I didn't. And he just, they weren't doing, they were having problems that this one didn't. This one has its own set of problems. I mean, it'll have some lag issues while you're editing. There are a few things. It's not perfect, but for the price, it really does do a very, very good job. And that's what all my videos are edited with now are, is PowerDirector 12. I've been using it for about a year and a half. Now, I'm using Premiere Pro. It comes with the suite, the photography suite for the Creative Cloud Adobe products. Uh, I could add that one in there and uh, along with Photoshop and Lightroom. And, you know, it, was, mm-hmm. it wasn't much more money. But I really, really like it. And it's got... Uh, pretty good ratings uh, if you look it up. I haven't used all these other ones that you're talking about. The Power Director, it sounds like a really, really good price, especially if you're just starting out. Exactly. I mean, the price is good, and it's what both Jason and I are using, and we've both been pretty happy with that's, it. That's awesome. It's there, Like I said, there, and I'll have a few problems with redraw issues and stuff you can deal with. It's not the end yeah. of the world, but there are a lot of features on it. It does every single thing that I possibly could need it to do. This program does. So cool. for that price, you just can't beat it time and editing lisa this is something that, yeah <laughs> uh, i'll let you talk about that i, I want to talk about it with the framework of of the podcast um it's something that 
I grossly underestimated. I had no idea that I, I had an idea, I'll, I'll say, and I, I'm the kind of person I research something to death before I ever make a move on something. Well, I researched, known. <laughs> I researched have, podcasting for years, actually. Here's this thing but, that John's not telling you. He should have known by my reaction how bad it was going to be. <laughs> I have been editing videos for quite a few years now, and editing videos takes longer than recording the video by so much. There is so much work. I mean, for me to edit a four-minute video takes me about an hour, sometimes a half an hour. depends on the video and how much extra stuff that you have to put in. I mean, you're looking at a good amount of time for editing. So when John contacted me last year about doing the podcast, my first thing was, I'm not editing. And you go, oh, no, it's not a problem. I'll do all the editing. Okay, I'm just letting you know. I am not getting involved in editing. Oh, it's not a problem. He should have known right there how I was so certain I'm not editing. (laughs) Well, the thing is, I was just thrilled that you said yes. I mean, Lisa was not as big a deal as she is now, but she was still a pretty big deal. I mean, you had like maybe 20,000 followers. I don't remember, something like that on YouTube. So I... I knew that I needed somebody with some street cred. <laughs> and so that I mean that was one of the things and and I thought wow if that's all she's worried about <laughs> I'll do that. You had Come no on. idea is, what you were in for. No and, and I didn't and I and I I didn't I didn't really think about that as much as probably I should have cuz I didn't have any experience in editing audio like that but uh it was it's quite tricky and it you know, I'm not perfect at it, as anyone knows that listens to the podcast, but I've learned a lot, and I'm still learning and trying to perfect things and get it better and better. Um, but I'll tell you, that is, a, that is a huge chunk of your time, and, you, and the other thing about it is you cannot underestimate how mindless and boring <laughs> it is, too. And if you're not somebody that that is okay with that, then think about that before you uh, you know you, if you're talking about a video now, what what you're talking about with a video is not just the uh, the the motion picture portion of it, but you're also talking about the audio then too. And so it, I mean, it's even it's even worse, I would say. And, this and is then why the it goes uploading back to too. Earlier on it takes said, so long to render, uh-huh. and we didn't even talk about the computer. But I mean, rendering a video takes a long time, and it can really tap. Ask your computer if it's not up for that type of hard hard lifting. Yeah, that heavy lifting like that. And that's where we go back into earlier when I was saying, have a script, have your what you're going to say planned out because it is going to make it way easier for you when you go to edit. One of the biggest tips they will tell YouTubers: do not make videos because you think you're going to get rich making videos. You have to love doing it. You have to love yeah. the process, the creation of it. Because it, with videos, it's its own art form. I mean, I'm making something. I'm not just, ta- right. you know, I am just rambling on a video, but I'm making something. It's a. Cr- I love to create things, and here's something that I can create. There is a love for that. I mean, editing the video is not my favorite part, but I have to have I have to like it somewhat in order to be mm-hmm. willing to spend as many hours every week doing it as that I that I do. And early right, on, right. you're not going to be making much money if any through AdSense. You're not going to have that much increase in your video your sales. You've got to build up that following and it is one of the best things, I think all artists, I mean, this is one of the best things that you can take advantage of right now, but you do need to be aware. There is a lot of time involved in doing it, and it's hard early on because for how many years were I was I making videos and I was making absolutely no money or, you know, $20 a month? That was totally worth the 80 hours a week I put in, you know? <laughs> and it, it paid off. It's worth it to me, but you have to know when you start off, there, a lot of people will get frustrated and give up because they don't realize how time-consuming it is or how long it's going to take to build up that following. It's worth it if you're willing to stick to it, but you need to be prepared that it is not an overnight thing. Yeah, it's a long game. And, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna take the approach that, um, you know, I studied – I've studied entrepreneurship and different ways of uh, creating a following and and creating authority online for years. And I, I got to tell you, to your point there, Lisa, you played a long game and you put in the hours, you put in the sweat equity and it pays off. But you got to have the stomach for it and you got to realize from the beginning you're going to be consistent no matter what. You're going to keep going no matter what. You're not going to quit. And I think that. And when I look at you, I mean that 
that seems to be the story, and that's what's that's what's uh, helped you, and that's what's paid off. Yeah, and you work and it'll start off slow, and you get a sort of snowball effect where it took me two years to get my first thousand subscribers, and I think you guys can do that faster. Use the tips that I've given you. Watch Tim Schmoyers. Get his book, his Thirty Days to a Bit Better YouTube Channel. Read that. You can do it way faster. I think that it is possible to get to ten thousand in your first year if you're following through with all of those things and taking it very seriously. But I mean, it took me two years to get a thousand. It took me an additional year from that point to get 10,000. From that point, within the next year, I was at, gosh, what, 50,000 by that point over the next year. I mean, it grows a lot faster. It's not something where every two years you get another thousand. It's not that slow. It does start to snowball and it does start to grow. It's worth it if you're willing to stick to it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. I think we've given uh, a lot of good points here. And, um, I don't know. One of the takeaways, I guess, I, I don't want anyone starting out who's never even done any of this yet to be overwhelmed by it. Um, start. You know, I would encourage you to start and start somewhere. Just think about the fact that you want to be consistent. You want to uh, not be sporadic in, in your distribution. Uh, you want to stay, stick to that schedule like Lisa was talking about. The other thing is you can just go buy clamp lights at Lowe's or Home Depot and get you some daylight bulbs. You know, there's a lot of DIY kind of things you can do to just get started. Weren't we just just telling people not to do the DIY? That's a different DIY. Those ones work well. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But I mean, but here's the thing. what DIY things you're doing. Oh, yeah. yeah, But but here's the thing. I mean, you're not going to – I don't want – just like with podcasting, you shouldn't go out and buy the most expensive mixer and all that stuff until you figure out that you're even going to like it. You know, do do, do 10 videos and see if you even like it first. Yeah. Something I was you may you may decide you know that you hate this and this is the last thing you ever want to do ever again you know and so you don't want to go spend hundreds of dollars or thousands um, just to find out that Ugh, I can't stand this I'm not going to do this yeah here's one pro tip for you though if you're going to do a backdrop and you're going to use a bed sheet which works iron it first. <laughs> Don't put up a wrinkled bedsheet as your backdrop. That it's so or funny a used how often one with I dog hair that. on it. Yeah, I see it all the time, and I'm like, <laughs> or cat guys, stains seriously, or <laughs> iron that. Like, don't hang up this wrinkled bedsheet. But but you know the thing thing about that is if you get a black um, sheet to go behind you or something, and and you use lighting to to minimize shadows and things like that, um, your backdrop is not even gonna matter as much i mean no, you, you can I minimize anyway. <laughs> well yeah 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 you can minimize a lot of a lot of that uh, distraction uh, just by making it where it's out of focus yeah if you if you um, but the, the thing back. is and i tried doing that that was one of my plans with my current studio my it's still not big enough that i can get my camera far enough away from the backdrop and not yeah, have my face basically focus. like you looking at my nose because I have to be so close to get far enough away. Like a lot of people I don't think are right. going to have the space to get far enough yeah, to really create that look. I know this yeah. is a good size room in this new studio and I still couldn't really yeah. get that to look right. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, please iron everything. <laughs> what about the position of the camera? I know we're getting long, but um, here's one thing. I, I cannot stand looking up someone's nostril since yeah. you mentioned that. You know, someone's um, shooting it from their gut, you know, down there at their belt, up at them, things like that. Or the the reverse, shooting it from way up above and you're looking down on them. I have seen people try to get creative. There's one guy, I watched a video recently. He was wearing a tank. To, I don't know. His outfit was kind of, I don't it was awkward. And he was laying down like on a bed on his side talking to the camera. And it wasn't casual feeling. It was awkward feeling. It was just weird all around. So consider what your viewers <laughs> That are sounds strange. It was very strange. Um, and I'm not great with the camera. Very this is one of the things now. I have to work on with myself is where I'm setting that camera because I set it up and tear it down every time that I record. And sometimes I'll be like way too low and I'll go to edit videos and I'm like, what the heck? I look it like looks- I'm like two feet tall in this video you look pretty yeah you did a pretty good job though it looks pretty consistent sometimes i I had one recently where someone even commented they're like you look really small in this video yeah i (laughs) I messed that up that was just bad on my part so um i don't take enough time to make sure my camera angle is good and it part of it's going to be a learning experience i there are times where i will look at videos and i'm like okay i can never do that lighting ever again i have to make sure that i never let that happen again i'm still going to produce the video i'm not going to trash the video and redo it i don't have time for that 
that. But I try to learn from it. Look at that video. Yeah. What do I need to adjust for next time? Would it look better if my camera was higher, lower, my seat higher or lower, more to this this side or the left side? It's all a learning experience, but it's not something where I feel like it has to be perfect every single time. The point of the video is still there. My information that I'm sharing yeah. is still the same, no matter how I'm sitting. So it's not something, I mean, we're giving you these tips, but realistically, that's not the biggest deal. Um, your content matters much, much more. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. I, I think we could, we could revisit this one. Yeah, uh, I think so. And and even go into, you know, some of the other um, just more granular things and that this is such a, people would have yeah, questions about. Yeah, and this one's about. so big. If you guys have more specific YouTube channels or social media, let us know, especially because this one we kind of covered everything. But if you've got more very, very specific, it's going to make it easier for us to really focus and give you tons of information on that th- that question. Yeah, we might need to kind of narrow uh, the topics uh, yeah. re- related to social media um, a little bit more. Okay, but anyway, that will uh, – if, if you do want to submit anything, uh, you can do that over at sharpenedartist.com sl- uh, slash Q&A, and you can submit your question there. Anything uh, about art and colored pencil, preferably – we didn't say colored – I'm saying colored pencil right now. That'll that'll help my keywords in there when yeah. I uh, – post the show (laughs) we have not said anything i don't think about colored pencils so there it is uh i I still think this is a valuable thing and i i appreciate peyton for um uh, sending the the question in and uh getting the the ball rolling a little bit on this this is something that i recently um you know just uh resolved some of these things and had some of these same questions and of course lisa has years of experience now and looking from the other side of it i can tell uh, you what not to do that's for sure yeah the (laughs) retrospective foresight that you get i guess doing something like that and knowing what she would have and maybe wouldn't have uh, would not have done so that's really cool anything else lisa no i think we went way too long on this one Continue the discussion, as always, over there on Facebook under the Colored Pencil Podcast group. And you can post questions and uh, discuss topics that we talk about on the show. Thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate you listening, taking time out of your day to do that. And if you enjoy the show, please consider giving us a five-star review uh, in iTunes. And that will help our rankings there. It will help boost the, the, the show and tell someone else about the show. Let them know about it as well. And you can always contact us, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And we'll talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. It's the very first okay, you day. you should start reading that because you're reading this like you're a put-out child. I don't really want to read this. Yeah, that's true. Start Thank over. you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm mumbling through it. All right. Oh, wow, that rain is coming down. Or the wind. I'm not sure what that is. Oh, I don't hear any. Okay, good. Is it getting in the... Uh, No, I don't know. Look at your waveform. Do you see anything in your waveform? I think I was talking... No, I'm good. Okay. Okay, so... Did you? I do five videos a week counting... No, wait. Four, five... I do six videos a week counting Patreon. Your... I just totally lost what I was talking about. Um, Banner, playlist... Okay, schedule. Do you want to mention that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know where to go with that, honestly.